in a Jesus. I did. I never have not believed in a Jesus. I believe that from the time I was this big because I brought up in church talking about Zacchaeus climbing up the tree. I, I, I learned about it. I remember seeing love lifted me in all those gospel songs. I believed in a Jesus. But then one day, through the conviction power of the Holy Ghost, I, I came to know that there was a the Jesus. And I'm afraid that's as far as some of you have ever come. You know of the Jesus. You believe he is the Son of God. You believe that he is the God of the Bible. But he never has become your Jesus. But one, one blessed morning, uh, he came by where I was at and turned my life inside out. Uh, I'm just preaching now, and he became my Jesus. I said he became my Jesus. It became personal. I'm glad, thank God, that you can have a personal experience. You say, preacher, I ain't so sure about that. I'm going to tell you something. Do you believe everybody in here is a liar? Oh, no. Hey, I know for a fact that I had a personal experience. And he walks with me, and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. I'm telling you, I'm glad, thank God, that I've got a hand to hold to. Amen. And it's in a personal, personal appropriation. I don't know what people do with that. I said, I don't know what people do with that. It's a personal, so we see the blood is appropriated. But then... We see that the blood had to be applied. Now, it's one thing to have blood appropriated, but if you didn't apply it, it didn't do you no good. I'll say that again. It's a good thing to have blood appropriated, but if you didn't apply it, it didn't do you no good. And see, we can talk about how Jesus bled and died for every sinner, and I believe that. Do you believe that? I believe Jesus bled and died to take away the sin of the world. But until you've applied it personally to your life, it won't do you no good. You can carry your Bible and go to church, say you believe it all. Hey, I believe, in, I believe in God, believe in Jesus, believe in the church, believe in the Bible. Oh, that's great. You can say, I believe that blood was appropriated for me, and that's great. But I'm going to tell you, until you've applied it personally to your life, it won't do you any good. You'll still die and go to hell. It must be applied. I, I, hey, listen to me now. I, it must be applied. It must be applied. And so they took that blood. And they put it in that bowl, and they took out hyssop. Now watch this. First we saw, of course, the necessity of it. They had to go outside and apply that blood to the door. So we see the necessity of it, but watch this. I want you to see the nature of it. They took that blood, Brother Neil, and they put that hyssop in, and they made that mark on the top of the door. Then they took that blood and they made that mark on this side. Then they took that blood and they made that mark on this side. I'd say that looks like a cross, wouldn't you? I thought I'd get a few more amens. I'd say that looks like a cross. Do you think that's an accident? Do you think God by accident had them apply the blood in such a way that it would resemble a cross? I'm going to tell you that all them thousands of years before Jesus walked this earth, God had the cross on his mind and he laid forth the blood in the nature of a cross. And I'm going to tell you it's great to know of a Jesus, but has he ever become your Jesus?
We see the appropriation of the blood. And then we see the application of the blood. Right here's why I want to get to preach this morning. I preached a little while on the atonement of the blood. Oh, it's atoning blood. I was thinking about this just a minute. Can I say that this atonement, number one, was totally available? Moses didn't go around and whisper in ears and say, Now, I'm telling you a secret right here that nobody else knows. You better get ready. The death angel's coming. No, he spoke it before the congregation of Israel and everybody that wanted it could have the blood. It was a total availability. As a matter of fact, we'll find that when Israel leaves with a high hand that there's a mixed multitude that followed after them. So apparently some of the Egyptians even had heard about this atoning work of the blood and applied it to their home and were delivered on the night of the Passover. God didn't say, when I see a certain race, I'll pass over. God didn't say, when I see a certain faithfulness, I'll pass over. But what God said was this. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm glad tonight, I'm glad this morning uh, that the blood is available for all. Uh, I said the blood is available for all. Uh, one of the biggest problems I have with uh, I have with Calvinism is that they believe in a limited atonement. Uh, my goodness, how in the world could you read that Bible and believe that God ever limited an atonement? Uh, every time God made a way, uh, He made a way for all. Uh, I'm glad. To to report to you this morning uh, that whosoever will uh, can come uh, and partake of the water of life freely. Uh, that's red, yellow, black, and white, young and old. Uh, everybody has an opportunity to be saved. Uh, nobody has to die and go to hell. Uh, you don't have to die and go to hell. You can be saved this morning. So it's for all. This atonement was for all. So we see the totality of this atonement. But now watch this. We see that this atonement had to be taken within. Look at verse 8. The Bible said, and they shall eat the flesh in that night. Watch this. I'm about to write a shout. Not only, Brother Anthony, did the blood have to be applied on the outside, but the lamb had to be taken on the inside. Say that one more time. Not only did the blood have to be taken on the outside, but there was another requirement, and that was that the blood, that the lamb had to be within. <laughs> Woo! I'm glad, thank God, for the day that the lamb moved in. Amen. Boy, there's a warfare inside of me. Oh, yes. There's a man inside of me that's fleshly. He wants to do the wrong thing every time. If I left him to his own devices, he'd get out and carouse around, live like the devil, and do just do whatever. But I'm glad, thank God, Neil, there's a fight inside of me. Because the day I got saved, the lamb moved on the inside. Well, I feel like preaching. I said the lamb moved on the inside. And now there's a fight going on. 
there's that fleshly man that wants to do wrong, but there's that spiritual man that wants to do right. You say, preacher, ain't no problem for me. I can live however I want to live. I can do whatever I want to never feel bad about it. Drink and get out and carouse around, live out, and I never feel bad about it. Let me tell you something. If you, you, the lamb has never been on the inside if there's not a warfare. So for there to be an atoning work, there had to be a lamb within. Can I say this to you this morning? I never will forget the day that Jesus moved in. Now I want you to think about something. I want you to think about something. You say, well, preacher, I think I'm saved. I, I believe I'm saved. I, I made a profession one time. I believe I'm saved. Let me ask you something. How crazy would you think I was this morning if I said, listen, J.M., I think I'm married. I believe I am. Maybe I am. I hope to be married. Maybe I'm married. You see, my friend, on uh, September the 13th, 1997, there's a little blonde-headed gal moved in my house. Amen now. And I didn't get up on September the 14th going, reckon I'm married. Do you mind? I wonder if I'm married. Maybe I'm married. No. There was a woman moved in my house, and that was a testimony that I had gotten married. Can I say to you, thank God, there was a Savior that moved in my house one day as a testimony of the fact that I am born again. Amen. The Lamb moved on the inside. I'm glad to report to you, not only did I have the blood on the outside, but I have the Lamb living on the inside. And I'm going to tell you today that it's the greatest thing that ever happened to this preacher. Aren't you glad this morning to have the Lamb living on the inside there's the blood on the outside I got the lamb on the inside now watch this not only was it taken within but watch this according to verse number 13 it was a token it was a token of purchase look right there at verse 13 I love this and the blood shall be for you a token well there's another place where the word tokens used brother Neil and that's about the, that's about the rainbow God told Noah, he said, that rainbow will be a token. <laughs> and I, I struggled with that for years. The blood is a token, and the rainbow's, are y'all ready? The rainbow's a token. One day, that's real spiritual. One day, I was in an arcade. Ain't that spiritual? <laughs> and my kids used to love, son, we didn't never pass up an arcade. When my, little, when my youngins was little, I spent my fortune. I'd like to have what money back I'd spent in an arcade. I walked in the arcade, and it was one of them arcades where you couldn't put the money straight in the video games. You had to go get a token. It was at the Ocean Lakes Campground. And I was standing in line at the token machine. And I put in my $5, and out come, tank, 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 all them tokens. And I scooped them up, and I handed half to Gabe, and I handed half to Trey, and I kept a handful for myself because I do like that basketball game. Amen. I was walking over there waiting in line to play that basketball game. I was looking at them tokens. You know what it said on the back of that thing? It said proof of purchase. I looked at that and I went, boy, something right there. Mm, That felt all right. Proof of purchase. I remembered over yonder where the Bible said 
that the blood would be a token. You know what God was saying to the Israelites? He said that blood's going to be a proof that I have purchased you. That's your bought and paid for. Amen. It's a proof of purchase. Can I say to you this morning, I'm glad that according to the book of 1 Corinthians, I've been bought with a price. I'm not my own. I'm glad he purchased me one day. And as a proof of purchase, I have the blood applied. As a proof of purchase, I have the blood applied. So, so preacher, aren't you worried about dying? Not in the least. Not in the least. I don't, I don't like the idea of laying in, a mo, or laying in a motel room. I don't like that idea either, but I don't like the idea of laying in a hospital room. I don't like the idea of uh, being on a ventilator. All that. I don't like that idea. But the actual act of dying doesn't bother me in the least. I don't think a thing about it. You say, oh, now, preacher, you do too. No, I don't. I'm just be, I'll be honest with you. I, know how to be. I don't think a thing about it. You know why? Because I know what I got on the inside. I've been bought at a high price. I said I've been bought at a high price. When we went to California a few weeks ago, I took this gun that's in my pocket. And I just bought it. And I like this gun. It's not my favorite gun, but I like it. I said I'm going to California with my gun. Somebody say amen. So I done studied up on how to fly with a gun. Okay. You got to have a locked TSA container. You got to declare it at the baggage check. And so I went up there. And we got that baggage check. And I told that girl, I said, I'm going to 